Welcome to church today on this special day, which is our Carol Sunday. And you might have arrived this morning a little grumpy. But hopefully after singing Christmas carols, you're a little bit happier at least because it's very, very difficult to be grumpy and to sing Christmas carols because we know what's happening and we know why we're singing. Through this Christmas season, our theme for our church is something for you. God has something for you this Christmas. And it's a wonderful gift that we get to enjoy. And the anticipation that there's something bigger and greater than just ourselves is a wonderful thing. This morning, we're going to look in the book of Luke, chapter number two. And I want you to put yourself in the positions of the shepherds. This morning, we read through the scripture of the shepherds and the announcement of the angels coming to them and giving them some good news. And when you think about this good news, you imagine you're there. You've been going through the same routine and the same motions generation after generation after generation. Your great, great grandparents, they also, they were shepherds. And then your grandparents were shepherds. Your parents, your dad was a shepherd, and now you are a shepherd. And you know how to do the job of a shepherd. You've been there, and you've done that your entire life. And then all of a sudden, out of the darkness of the night, as you're watching over your sheep by night, an angel appears with a bright shining light and you are terrified and, 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 and absolutely it says with fear. And the angel comes in verse number 10 of Luke 2 and says, Fear not, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. I want you to put yourself in that position this morning that you are here with all people. That is you. So this morning, let's spend some time in prayer. And as I pray, I'm going to invite you to silently pray along with me that God has something for you this Christmas season. And as we open in prayer and we get into God's word in a few moments time, that he'll have something for you that you can anticipate. The love and the hope and the joy and the peace and all the wonderful things that come along with a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Lord, you brought us here from varying backgrounds. Some Family in our church are are, are grieving the loss of loved ones. Some other families are celebrating wonderful news. They've received positive news with ATAR results, and they're celebrating the future and what the the hard work has paid off. We have family members that are in hospital right now, that there's uncertainty there. We have relationship difficulties. We have people that are celebrating and also people that are grieving. And Lord, you brought us all together with our varying backgrounds for just this time. And as we've sung songs to you, as we seek to open up your word and learn something about you today, Lord, I pray that you do what you promised to do, that you'll be with us in our very presence here this morning, that we will learn something and be able to apply it to our lives and go out as different people as a result. And in Jesus' name, amen. That last line again. For all people so therefore there is something for you 
because you are all people. That includes you this morning. And you think about, you put yourself in that position of where the shepherds were. They've been going through the same routine and the same motions, generation after generation after generation. Everything has been the same. And then all of a sudden, this new thing happens. And the angel appears and says, fear not. You, just like the shepherds, have a choice of how you're going to respond. How will you respond? And how did the shepherds respond? Well, the shepherds responded, I believe, absolutely correctly. As that passage continues on, it says in verse number 15 through 18, it says, this is their response. Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. I like the fact they called the birth of the Savior a thing. The thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that has been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. First of all, I want you to put yourself in that position of all people. Also, the secondly, I want you to put yourself in the position of a person that is in wonder. Imagine you're hearing this news for the very first time. So many of us, we know the Christmas story. We've heard it year after year after year after year. My daughter asked me last night, do you ever get tired of speaking about Christmas? I mean, it's the wrong person to ask. She also said, do you ever run out of things to talk about? If we just went up and said, here's the Christmas story, Mary and Joseph came, and we just tell the Christmas story, I could see how that could get boring. But when we begin to understand the impact that Jesus Christ coming to earth has made in my life and your life, it causes us to, as it says there, wonder at what the shepherds told them. Imagine you're one of these shepherds. The angel has come to you. A heavenly host and choir of angels has been singing in front of you, telling you good news, singing glory to God. How are you going to respond to that today? Every Sunday at Southwest Baptist Church, we have a principle that we seek to apply to our life. And this week, our principle is Jesus is God's gift to me this Christmas. It's a very simple principle. And I didn't want to try to make it confusing because I want every single one of us to get this. Jesus is God's gift to me this Christmas. God has a gift for you this Christmas season, and its name is Jesus. When the shepherds heard this wonderful news of the Savior, they were never the same ever again. You know how wonderful that is? They went, and it says there, they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby. God has a gift for you, and he's not hiding it. He's not putting it aside. Growing up, my mother would always hide our Christmas gifts and make sure that we couldn't find them. And then on Christmas morning, they would appear underneath the tree because she was a, she is, a, she wasn't, she, she, she continues to be a wise woman. I almost said that she was a wise woman, but she continues to be a wise woman because she knows her children would peek. Or they would feel around, and you can feel around. You know if it's Lego, if it rattles. And you know if it's really light and squishy, it's clothes. My wife is far more trusting and wise. 
she puts her presents under the tree, and we know the kids have already gone through and shaken. And various, that's why we put rocks in our pre- kids' presents, so they, they shake it. They don't know what it is. It's super heavy. We put bricks in there, so they don't know what it is because we want them to have some excitement and surprise. We don't want them to go, we know it sucks. We know it's undies. God, on the other side, God has a gift for you that he's not trying to hide. He's not trying to hide this and say, I'm going to put this away and someday you can find it. But in the meantime, I'm going to hide it from you. He says, I have a gift for you that I want you to receive even today. The shepherds, just like you and I, had a choice of how we're going to respond. You see, if God really has something for you, it changes absolutely everything. If God really does have a gift for you, and the name of that gift is really Jesus, that changes our everything. It changes our present and absolutely our future and eternity. The first point we see, and the shepherds had a choice. They had a choice when they heard this news. The angel came to them, and they were filled with great fear. They could have started rationalizing their fear. And started thinking through all the various responses they could possibly have had. As it says there in Luke chapter 2 verse 9. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And it says they were filled with great fear. That right there is the understatement of all understatements. Now these were men and they were out there and with a group of men normally you have to act a little braver when you're with other men if you're by yourself it's okay to act scared but when you're with other men you want to act brave because you don't want the other guy seeing you act scared and i guarantee every single one of these manly men out there protecting their sheep from bears and lions and thieves were terrified And I have no doubt their deep voices went up several octaves as they squealed and screamed. And the angel says, fear not, because they were filled with great fear. And the scariest thing in the entire world is the unknown. When you don't know what the future holds, that's genuinely terrifying. The shepherds had a choice of how they're going to respond. They could have rationalized their fear and begin to make excuses like, I really don't like being uncomfortable. This is making me uncomfortable. This fear, all the noise and the the heavenly choir. I'm going to just avoid anything that could possibly make me uncomfortable. On the other side is they could have said, you know what? I'm really busy. It's late. I have things to do tomorrow. I don't have time to go all the way into Bethlehem and see a baby. I mean, babies. My wife will get excited, but they're just babies. And we can always begin to rationalize why we should not obey or why we should delay what we're called to do. They could have said, this isn't a convenient time. I'll go later on in the week when it's more convenient for me to go. And when we are afraid, we can have all the long list of excuses why we can't or why we won't obey. But love always demands a response. And these shepherds were given the greatest honor. Could you imagine? Just put yourself in their position for for a moment. As a Jewish person, 
they would have grown up hearing the fact that God loved them and God had a plan. They also had the law they would follow. They would have the, the religious system that they would go through with the sacrifices, different events and the, and the holidays that they would observe. They would go to the temple and, and they would pray. They would give their offerings and do all the various things as part of worship. And they would say, someday the Messiah is going to come. They heard that news. Let me encourage you today. The Messiah has come. And we challenge you not to just rationalize it with fear and say, well, tomorrow I'll respond to that. You see what took place with the shepherds. They didn't rationalize fear. They had a choice to, but they didn't rationalize fear. They received faith. That passage continues on in verse number 16, and it says, And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Something I enjoyed. I, I looked up that word haste in, in the original Greek, and I'm by no means a scholar by any stretch. I can barely pronounce the words. But this word I can pronounce. And it's a fun word, and it's my gift to you this Christmas season as I expand your word power. And the Greek word for haste here is the word speduo, which is kind of fun. If you want to say it, go ahead and say it. Because the word speduo, and this word literally means to speed or to urge on. And you imagine this group of shepherds as they're walking along, and they got a little bit of a journey ahead of them, and they're speeding and they're urging each other on. Well, come on, let's go. We've got to see the Savior. We've got to respond to this heavenly host that just told us the Messiah, the Savior of the world has arrived. You put yourself in that position. You're with other people that are encouraging you. That's why the local church is so important. You're around other people that are encouraging you and spadooing you on and challenging us to move forward in our faith and to not rationalize our fear, but to receive faith. My challenge to you, this Christmas season, is that you will spaduo to the things that God has for you. As we conclude 2022, honestly, I just got used to saying 2022. You feel the same way, and now it's going to be 2023 before you know it, and I know I'm going to write 2022 until at least April. We look forward to the future and we anticipate what God has for us in the future. And for some of you, it's a great deal of unknown and there's an excitement. But still, we don't know what the future holds. And that can be scary. So let's go back and receive by faith what it is that God has for us. Because when you receive something, now we have something to give to others. That passage continues on in verse number 20. And it says, And the shepherds returned. They went back to their home and they were never the same ever again. Now you imagine, we're using imagination here. Have you noticed that when you're with your grandparents or your great-grandparents, they tell the same stories again and again and again? I mean, not my family, but um, maybe your family. If you notice that, could you imagine in this family, every single time you see grandpa, he's going to tell you the story about when the angels came and then he went and sold the Messiah, Jesus. And every single time they hear about this man, Jesus, walking around and healing people, they, he's going to tell, well, you know what? I met him. Let me tell you about the time that I met Jesus. 
And when they hear about Jesus dying on the cross and rising from the dead, these shepherds will go, you remember the time we met him? They met Jesus and they returned. It says glorifying God and praising for all that they had heard and seen that had been told to them. They returned is never the same again. When Jesus Christ comes into our life, we're never the same again. Absolutely, we want hope. We want peace. We want joy. But more than that, we have a Savior that takes our sin and washes us clean. And the Bible says that He makes us white as snow. He takes our deepest and darkest things that we're most embarrassed about that we want no one else to know about. He already knows. And He says, I have a gift for you. And that gift is my Son, Jesus Christ. And He has that for you this Christmas season. Let me challenge you and encourage you to not leave today the same as you arrived. Maybe you say, I know this already, and I, I hope you do know this already. But we'll still leave as different people, talking about the wonderful things that God has for us. We have a community around us that is yet to know Jesus Christ as a Savior. You have neighbors that are waiting to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. You have loved ones that need to hear this wonderful news of Jesus. And maybe you here today, are hearing this news and this message and going, I need that gift for myself. One of the greatest honors that I could have today is to sit down with you and open up the Word of God, the Bible, and show you out of the Bible how you can accept that free gift of salvation from Jesus Christ. If you like, just outside on the welcome table, there's connection cards. And those connection cards are a great way to communicate. If you don't want to talk today, we can make an appointment for another time in the week. If you have a, a response for today's message, the connection card is a great way to respond. You can hand it to myself or place it in one of the blue offering bags just outside the doors there. Because we want you to have and, ex and receive this wonderful message today. In a moment, we're going to pray. And then we're going to get up and sing. And before you know it, the, the service is over. So let me in in challenge and encourage you. Just take a moment as we pray to spend some time in prayer thanking God for the gift that he has for you.